Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Good to be here with you. Um, I remember hearing a story uh, about a, a great man of God, and um, he was talking about keys to success in ministry. And as any young minister would, I get up my pen and pad and I'm ready to take notes. It was a, a recording that I was listening to. And the whole message he talked about, two, his message was two words, don't quit. You know, it takes a decision in your heart, really in a lot of areas, but a decision in your heart from the outset to say, it doesn't matter what, what I go through, what storms come my way, whatever God has called me to do, I'm not going to quit. And so we're going to start there, but talk about today, what is a champion? You know, uh, we see through the Bible and even throughout history, examples of men and women who stood up for a cause, men and women who we would say were champions. You know, there's, we can look at gladiator games and different things, and, and we can put the title of champion on, on someone. But I believe God has a certain type of man, a certain type of woman that he calls a champion. And so we're going to examine that today. And we're going to start um, in in the book of 1 Samuel here, uh, chapter 17. I love this chapter. Many people, uh, I mean, I think it's probably the most told, one of the most told stories in the Bible, but about David and Goliath. And so starting um, early on here, it says, um, it talks about Goliath and his helmet uh, was made of bronze and his head and he was armed with a coat of mail. And it goes down in verse eight. It says, he stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. And if he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You know, the, the armies would come. They would come and they stood on the hills. And so there's a valley down in between. And so you have the one army on the one side, the other on the other side. And they used to do this. Uh, if anyone's seen that movie Troy, uh, there's a beginning battle scene where this takes place, right? One of the most, um, uh, I think, coolest action scenes um, of any movie that I've seen. But where Troy and then Brad Pitt, uh, which is Achilles, um, well, so Troy's the, the city, but the, the bad guy of this other um, army, they go out and they meet in battle uh, and they basically represent, hey, whoever's main guy wins, w- instead of having all the bloodshed today, let's just have one guy go from each side. But, but here David comes and he's keeping the sheep. He gets sent by his father to bring reinforcements to his brothers. So he's got three older brothers who are there at the battle, but he gets sent simply just as an errand boy. Hey, go take bring them a meal, right? Take, take the food down to meet him. And so he, he goes out there and he starts to, he, when he gets there, it's not a coincidence, but he gets there and hears the shouting, the shouting of the Philistine. He sees the ranks of men lined up and the shouting of the Philistine and no one wants anything to do with it. And then he starts asking, Hey, what's going to happen to the person that defeats this Philistine? I believe one thing that God does in the heart of a champion, a man or a woman of God, God puts a resilience on the inside of you, almost even an uh, uh, a hatred for things that defy the word of God, where when someone speaks out against the, the word of God, when someone's vocal about something and says something that's contrary to the word of God, that there's something on the inside of you. Staying stirred up in the Holy Ghost will do that, where when you hear someone say something opposing what the Bible says, that 
something like a, a, a godly anger rises up. Are you kidding me? This man defies the armies of the living God. And so he works out a deal. He figures out that he'd get the king's daughter. Saul was older at this time, and so wasn't the man of battle that he once was. And so he goes down and we see here um, uh, that David keeps asking what's going to happen. Word gets back to Saul. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you're not able to fight and go against this Philistine, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Man, God puts a boldness on the inside of his people. That's why it's so important for us to allow the Holy Ghost to even be greater than our own, to even be greater than our own personality. Too many people get stuck and just say, oh, I'm just not a very confident person. I'm not a very bold person. I'm more a timid person, a shy person. You don't get to choose your personality when it, when it contradicts the word of God. I'm more of a quiet person. The Bible says, you know, I'm not really the type to dance. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. If you, if you say my personality, prevent, you're saying my personality prevents me from doing something the Bible says. Oh, I'm more of a timid person. Let the Lord deliver you from timidness. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. I was homeschooled. I was brought up by a mom, a single mom. There wasn't a dad to get out there and like uh, push me around and like make me grow up in, in, in man stuff, right? Like it was like God had to do the work. There was a boldness that comes from being in the presence of God. And you see this here in David. And it says here, the Lord, David said, the Lord, he's talking to the king now. David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. And then we know the story. Saul tries to put his armor on him. And then it goes down here. And he says, and the Philistine moved forward. His sling was in his hand. And he approached the Philistine. The Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in his appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord God, Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You know, I heard um, uh, Pastor E.A. Adeboye say the other day, he said, At, uh, God will never allow a testing of your faith that is too great to come to you. You'll never be in a place where the test that's too great for your faith will come. And so you see here, David didn't start with, with Goliath. He started with the lion and with the bear. And obviously, those are tests of faith. You know, it wasn't like a kangaroo and a mule, right? A lion and a bear. Still tests of, of but they were stepping stones. Don't take lightly the testing of your faith that you're going through right now. God is instilling in you what you need for what's ahead. Every time you fight something and you choose, I'm standing my ground here. There's no fight that's too small because that's where your faith is. Man, I'd love to be out, you know, having mass crusades, doing these things. Well, maybe you're not ready for that yet. Maybe there's some smaller battles that you need to fight. Maybe God needs to see character be established in your life in smaller areas. People are always looking for this great day where they do these great 
exploits for God. And God wants to prepare you for that. But there's steps of preparation. God will not let something come your way that's too great for your faith. So where there's a challenge, know that your challenge is perfectly suited for it. And make up your mind, like we said on the podcast, on the last podcast, make up your mind to believe. Decide to believe. And so David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a shield, with a spear, sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, and that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. Man, what trash talking from, from David here. You know, maybe, uh, what is it? I think Saul was nine feet tall, maybe 10 feet tall. Here's this guy. It says he was short. He was ruddy, right? So maybe five, six, five, five, almost half his height. Here, Saul comes with a shield bearer, with a javelin, a spear, a sword. The, it says later on that he had that David had no sword in his hands. He had he had his sling and he had his staff. He wrote Psalm twenty three, right? The the that your rod and your staff they comfort me. One thing that David knew how to do was to look back and see, to look back and see what God had done. You know, it was almost like the staff. People used to keep records. There was a, I heard someone talk about in Psalm twenty three, your rod and your staff. How how the there would, there would be etchings that they would put into their staffs that they could see what had happened, almost like a journey. You could read a staff as like a storybook, like, hey, I fought with the lion, I fought with the bear, that he kept this as a reminder. Man, what has God done in your life? Remind yourself today where God has brought you from. For many people, you were lost, you were stuck in sin, you were far from God, and look where he's brought you to. I know there's a road ahead, but don't get too anxious and be always looking to what's ahead. There's, t- there's, there's a part to be grateful. Man, God, look what you've done already. I'm not who I was. Maybe I haven't fought a Goliath yet, but I fought a bear. I fought a lion. I'm, I'm starting to overcome the things that I used to struggle with before. I'm not struggling with anymore. The temptations of the past, are, 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 I've overcome them. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Say, I'm a champion. Listen, God leads you in a path of overcoming. God leads you in a path of overcoming. And for many people, they look and they see the, the gap between the great men and women of God and where they are. But what is, what's the difference? It's time and it's, it's testing and it's a decision. I'm going to be a champion. I'm going to overcome. Revelation chapter 2, you see here in, in uh, the book of Revelation, it says in chapter 2, he says it a few times when he's writing the letters to the churches, it says, uh, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life. Verse 11 as well. To him that overcomes. Verse 17. To him that overcomes. Verse 26. To him that overcomes. You know, one of the words that we can use for a champion is somebody who overcomes. And that means somebody who, who has a never quit attitude. Someone who's made up their mind. I'm not giving up. Yes, maybe I'm fighting. The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Eternal life is not easy. 
It's paid for. Yes, it's completely free. Yes, you don't earn it, but you definitely work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, it's something that your your walk with God is something you have to put effort into. I've never worked harder at anything than my walk with God because there's things I've had to overcome. Man, reprogramming your mind, renewing your mind by the word to not think thoughts. Man, I used to think thoughts of poverty all the time. Even growing up hearing the message of prosperity, think thoughts of poverty. Yeah, I'd be okay if the Lord doesn't prosper me. I don't need to be rich, you know, if I'm just... And these thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. Yeah, you know, we all just struggle with sin every day. No, I'm the righteousness of God. You fight the good fight of faith. And so there's these things that you go through. But as you decide, I'm going to overcome. The word overcomer means someone who subdues, someone who prevails, someone who gets the victory. You make a decision. I will overcome. Those where the rewards come in. Who t- to him who overcomes, he won't be heard of the second death. To him who overcomes, I'll give to sit with me in my throne. To him who overcomes. And so you decide, I'm going to be a champion of God. Verse 48, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. Man, I love David's courage here. Here he says, listen, not, uh, here's the Philistine cursing David. It says in the name of his God. So you can imagine this guy was a potty mouth, right? He gets up and he starts cursing, you know, by my God that I serve, I curse you. And he starts saying all these things. It doesn't record exactly what what, uh, Goliath said. And then David starts talking trash back. But there was a, it was an anger on the inside. Hey, this is not right. There should not be fear in the camp of the Lord. Who, who dares defy the armies of the living God, David said. And so when the Philistine arose and, drew and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle line. Imagine this. This is what you have. A, a nine or ten foot tall giant with a shield, with a spear, with a sword with a javelin. And here's David with a sling and with a rod, right? A stick, right? And he runs towards him. He runs to meet him. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines so that they wounded them and fell on the way. You know, we see here and many other, many other examples in the Bible, but what is a champion? A champion is someone who overcomes, but a champion is someone who fights a cause for other people. You know, many people in the name of, oh, I'm doing this for my family, have done great evil. There's people who sell drugs. When I used to listen to hip hop, there was this song that I listened to was talking about, you know, talking about, um, (laughs) uh, to my own shame, even though what we do is wrong, we still hustle to the sun come up and it goes down as this song that I used to listen to. And it says, uh, because these food stamps don't buy diapers, right? So people are like, hey, I just need to provide for my family. I got to sell drugs, right? And that's an attitude. And people think, oh, I'm doing this for my family. But that's, that's you have to know there's, there's, there, there's, there's right and there's wrong. A champion is someone who stands up for what is right, who says, I'm doing this for the good of people. I'm not willing to do something that hurts somebody uh, for my benefit or my family's benefit. I'm, I'm championing, championing, championing the cause of God. And so God's champion is someone who picks up the call of God, someone who decides, hey, I will finish my race. I will keep the faith. 
finish up with this, Paul said, Paul said to Timothy, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. You know, he says, I've kept the faith. Being a champion, among other things, we could do a part two on this. Being a champion, among other things, is a decision. I'm in this to the end. I don't care what I go through. I don't care how difficult it is. I know that it's a fight of good. It's the fight of faith, but it's a good fight because it's one that I win. The devil wants you always approaching life from a place of weakness, but I want you to say this. I want you to say, I am a champion. I am a champion. What's in my life that's not of God can't stay in my life. What's trying to plague me can't stay in my life because I am a champion. The Bible says in Romans 8, 37, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Father, I thank you for this new breed of champions, these people listening today. Lord, your body, which is being built up, not weak people. Lord, strong in you, strong in you, strong in you, champions who have decided to finish their race. A champion is someone who makes a decision not to quit. It's someone who's made a decision to be honorable. It's a someone who's made a decision to have a soft heart towards God, a made-up mind towards your call, and a resolution against sin. It's someone who's decided to live a holy life, and it's someone who keeps an eye on eternity. A champion is someone who fights for God's cause.